Stage that night at the Jackie Gleason Theatre, we play Another Day in Paradise, Against All Odds, In the Air Tonight, Easy Lover and Take Me Home. Nick, whose appearance on stage after the opening number gets a big whoop from the crowd, handles all of this brilliantly. It's a wild success, way better and way more fun than I thought it would be. Post-show, I end up alone in the dressing room. I sit there soaking it all in, remembering the applause and thinking, I've missed that. And yeah, Nick is really good, really, really good. The feeling of a gig well done is not a sensation I ever expected to have again. When I retired from solo touring in 2005 and from Genesis in 2007 and finally from my recording career in 2010, I was convinced that was it. By then I'd been at it, playing, writing, performing or entertaining for half a century. Music had brought me more than I could ever have imagined, but it had also taken from me more than I could have feared. I was done. And yet here in Miami in March 2016, I find it doing the opposite of what it's done for years. Instead of separating me from my kids, from Simon and Nick and Matt and their sisters, Jolie and Lily, music is connecting me with them. If ever anything is going to blow off the cobwebs, it's playing with your children. A billion-dollar payday offer to reform Genesis wouldn't get me back on the road. A chance to perform with my boy might. But before we go forward, we have to go back. How did I get here and why did I get here? This book is my truth about things. The stuff that happened, the stuff that didn't happen. There are no scores settled, but there are some wrongs righted. When I went back there looking at my past, for sure there were surprises. How much I'd worked, for one thing. If you can remember the 70s, you clearly weren't on as many Genesis tours as me, Tony Banks, Peter Gabriel, Steve Hackett and Mike Rutherford. And if you can remember the 80s, well, I'm sorry about me and Live Aid. It's 2016 and we've lost many of my peers, so I've had cause to reflect on my mortality, my frailties, but also, courtesy of my children, I've had to think about my future. Not deaf yet, not dead yet. That said... These aren't new sensations. I was hit by death when my dad passed away just at the point when his hippie son's decision to reject a life in insurance for a life in music started to bear fruit. I was further blindsided when within two years of each other Keith Moon and John Bonham died, both aged 32. I worshipped them. I thought at the time these guys are supposed to be around forever. They're indestructible. They're drummers. Well, my name is Phil Collins and I'm a drummer and I know I'm not indestructible. This is my story. Chapter One Not drowning, but waving. Or my beginnings, my childhood and how my relationship with my dad was a bit tidal. We think mums and dads know it all, but in fact they're making it up as they go along. Every day, busking it, winging it, putting on a brave, sometimes false face. It's something I suspect throughout my childhood, yet it's only confirmed in adulthood, and only with a little help from the other side. One grey autumn evening in 1977, I go to see a medium. She lives in Victoria, central London, around the insalubrious back of Buckingham Palace, in a flat near the top of a tower block. It's no gypsy caravan, but I suppose it does mean that she's nearer the heavens. I don't have a particular affinity for spirits. That will come much, much later and be less an affinity than an addiction. 
but my wife Andy is somewhat that way inclined. My mum too is no stranger to the Ouija board. At our family home on London's suburban western edges, my mum, Nana and Auntie, along with my so-called uncles, Reg and Len, enjoyed many a happy late 50s and early 60s evening summoning the dearly departed from beyond the veil. Better that than the meagre monochrome offerings flickering from the newfangled television set. The reason for my and Andy's visit to this high-rise Madame Arcati? A naughty dog. Ben, our beautiful boxer, has a habit of dragging from under our bed a pile of electric blankets. We're holding on to these for our kids, Jolie 5 and Simon 1, for when they stop wetting the bed and need a bit of extra warmth. It has not dawned on me that the folded electric blankets promise more than a toasty bed. Bent filaments can break and catch fire. Well, maybe Ben knows this. And he comes to the conclusion...